0: You're listening to Stand to Reasons, hashtag STRS podcast. I'm Amy Hall, and with me is Greg Kokel. Hey, Amy. Hello, Greg. This first question comes from Connie Porter. Would you have a problem with praying with another Christian that believes their words create slash manifest things?
1: Well, first, I wouldn't have a problem praying with anyone. In fact, part of what I've recommended when people have evangelists come to their door, like LDS or Jehovah's Witnesses, is that you invite them to have a prayer, and then you pray? Um, I don't see any difficulty with that. Now, if it, if it, uh, of course, the question might be: It appears like you're making common cause with someone, or maybe you're having a uh, a prayer session as brothers and sisters in Christ, and so you are you're praying together for some other end, and it's not so much like when you have. Non Christians come to your door, and then you're kind of praying the session into, into what you at the beginning of the session to set the stage, and you're saying the prayer and whatever. So, I guess i I'd have a little bit of trouble with that, but I'm not sure how much. A lot depended on the degree to which the person believed this. Uh, There may be a false understanding through the way people read text in the scripture and then come to the wrong conclusion and so might think that the the power is in the words to cause these things to happen um that would be like if, if um i don't know if it would be a heresy as much as a a heterodoxy but it would be a formal heterodoxy not a material one because people are just kind of misunderstanding but then if you have if you in other words as to the letter it's not right, but the people are not in a really bad place. They're just kind of has a little confusion about this. Then you have other people who are word faith, and these are people that are theologically committed to this notion that is heterodox, and they understand what it is, and they're practicing it and pursuing it. And in that case, they're even going to likely correct language that you might be praying because they think that you're confessing negative things that are going to come into being as a result of your negative confession. Uh, That's a material problem. And um, in those circumstances, I think, um, then you have to address that. And and you might even say, look, we can't pray together, (laughs) frankly, because you have a different understanding about how how our prayers work now a person can be a real christian there that's why i didn't call it a heresy but heterodoxy but it leads to serious problems and because it's an occult view of language meaning that uh occult generally we think of it like devil stuff well occult in a general sense means just something hidden okay in this case it's a hidden power that is invested in words and so when you say the words the power is released think abracadabra, or open sesame. Some people think that's the way words work, and even I, I uh, Paul Crouch with TBN, he's gone now, but he used to talk, even God had to use words to create, as if God just says these words because the magic is in the words, and he's got to use them to create. Uh, this, of course, puts the words above God, and God's using this external force and manipulating it to accomplish his ends. And this is a libel on God, of course, and it's a misunderstanding about words. Uh, Words have no power in the sense that people um, are employing them in word faith. Well, the, 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 the words have the power of death or life. Yes, you can say something that your act of will in the saying it can cause someone else to die, you're saying something can really hurt somebody's feelings, but it isn't because the words are causing it. It's because you're causing it with the words you're using. Notice the difference. So this is a false uh, understanding of the how words work. It's an occult view of language. It's not a Christian view of language. Um, if words were powerful, like the name of Jesus, then every time somebody said the name of Jesus, as a swear word, essentially, something would happen, because that's the magic word. Obviously, that's not the case. The power is not in the verbalizing the name of Jesus. The power is in the person of Jesus, whose power we invoke when we use his name in particular ways. So, you can see how somebody deeply committed to this notion is going to have a hard time with a, a Christian who understands this is the wrong way to view language, have a hard time with that Christian in prayer. so it just depends um, Connie, on I guess the level of commitment. If a person is just confused, it might be a good idea to share the thoughts that I just shared um, if they're If they're not merely confused, they're just committed to a wrong teaching, that I think may be enough to say, we just have to pray separately." it doesn't mean that the person is not a christian but they do have a heterodox view that is going to hurt their uh their christianity their relationship with god eventually as all heterodox views do heterodox means it's false but it's not heretical it's like a <laughs> it's it's not a felony it's a misdemeanor theologically speaking
0: yeah i think i'd agree with you greg if if someone wanted to pray with me one-on-one and that was their view of prayer, I think I would have a conversation with them and say, hey, you know what? We just have a really different understanding of prayer. And I'm just going to explain to you that difference right now. I'm praying I'm praying to God to work in my life. And you are trying to create things with your words. And it's, it's you. These are two different things. Right. I mean, I don't even know why you need God in that situation. Good why point. are you even praying?
1: Right, right.
0: And so maybe you can just, put it in terms of this is this is my way of meeting with God and requesting things of him and submitting to his will and uh, being confident that he's hearing me and he will do what's right. And sometimes that's what I say. Sometimes that isn't what I say, because he knows better than I do. And I what what you're doing feels to me like manipulation of God mm-hmm. or I mean, I guess that's at best at worst, it has nothing to do with right. God and it's just you trying to create things with your words. Mm-hmm. but either way it's it's not honoring to God and it's not what I'm doing mm-hmm. like we're doing two different things here so I think if if I were in a situation where there was one person in a group, I don't think I'd walk out mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I, I don't think I would do one on one.
1: Uh, Think of David in Psalm 13. How long, O Lord, will you desert me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will my enemies be victorious over me? I mean, talk about negative confessions, right? So, uh, plus, what happens when two Christians are praying and the other Christian finishes praying and you're done? You say, amen, which means I agree. I, so be it. So how can we even say the amen to a prayer like that that someone else is praying because we don't agree and we don't we're not affirming, so be it. You know, we can't even give the amen a participation there. So if you can't give the amen to a prayer, uh, don't. And if you're praying with another person for the purpose of having a productive prayer life and you can't amen their prayer, then there's no sense praying with mm-hmm. that other person. Again, if you're in a group and this kind of happens, you're not in control, okay, just sit there quietly and don't say amen.
0: And and of course, we have given the explanation rather bluntly, but you don't have to approach it the way we just said it. Right. You can just start by asking them, "Hey, I'm really curious. You're using you're saying these certain things in your prayers. What do you mean by that? Yeah. What, why do you do it this way? What do you what's your understanding of God?" You can ask a lot of questions to to draw them out rather than just going after them sure. and saying <laughs>
1: you, you don't have to be as direct and insensitive yeah. as we're being. So <laughs> but no the, Amy's point is really correct though. How you navigate a conversation is based on the information that you want to communicate, but it also is based the style of navigation, and we talk about this in tactics a lot, has to do with the individual. So you know how to respond to each person. That's Colossians chapter four, verse six. So um, what we do is give you the information. And then you take the information and you build it into your response in a way that's appropriate.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Greg, this next question uh, this is this is kind of funny because um, in the last episode you brought up sympathetic magic, and I actually oh. have a question that's kind of related no to kidding. that, already ready to go for this one. So uh, here's a question from Ethan A: How can we be sure in spiritual warfare that we don't cross the line into basically performing sympathetic magic?
1: Well. Sympathetic magic is when you are doing something to mimic what you want to accomplish. And I use the illustration of cave paintings where you have archers that are shooting bison. And the idea is if you set this up just in the right way, then you will, uh, by doing the painting, you will create the reality magically because of the painting. And um, and this is what was going on with the asterith and uh, and and the the crops and all of that. Um, I don't know what parallel there would be um, in Christian prayer because in Christian prayer we are invoking God's help to accomplish an end, where God personally has the choice of responding to our request or not.
0: Well, th- he says uh, how, in spiritual warfare specifically. So he didn't explain what practices he was talking about, but maybe you could ad-
1: address. Yeah, that. and well, I, I right, I recall that, but I I don't I don't I I can't imagine. Well, maybe I can. Let me just think. When I think of spiritual warfare, there are maybe two aspects. One is directly confronting a demonic power like casting out a demon, for example, Um, and that's a power encounter where we're trusting God's power to work for us as an agent of Jesus in whose name we exercise the power. And when I say in whose name, I don't mean saying the name. That's not what it means to do something in the name of Jesus. It means to be acting in his authority. Okay, so... Like, I never see this in cartoons, well, in TV or anything now, but it used to be like in cartoons, you'd have a policeman put up his hand and say, stop in the name of the law, stop in the name of the law or something. It may be a variations of that now. Police, police, stop, whatever. What they're doing is they're invoking their authority as a particular role, as a appropriate role as a, as a as a policeman or as a representative of the law. They're acting in the name of the law. And when we have these power encounters, that's what we're doing. We are, we are acting by the authority we have vested in us in Jesus to speak some power against this demonic force. But there's another, I think, the majority of real spiritual warfare Paul talks about in Second Corinthians 10, uh, the first few verses, and that's a truth encounter. And that would make sense, given that Satan is the father of lies, and he holds the world captive to do his will by blinding their eyes to the truth. Okay, so a lot of what we do at Standard Reason is spiritual warfare, because we are proclaiming the truth in a persuasive fashion against the lies of the devil in their various forms. Okay, those are the two things. I can't imagine, in the the second case, proclaiming the truth as falling in a category of some kind of sympathetic magic, um, in the first case though, I'm just I'm I'm just trying to divide it out here. If we're having a power encounter, how would what we are saying against the devil come out of him or binding him? <clears throat> I'm not entirely convinced that the binding of the devil is a legitimate Christian function. I know Jesus says you've got to bind the strong man, but I think he did you know and when jesus tells us how to pray he says he uses these words deliver us from the evil lead us not into temptation protect us from sin and deliver us from the evil there's a definite article there no some say deliver us from evil in translations some translations say deliver us from the evil one when i pray it i pray both directions to cover all the bases but it's interesting that we are not directed to pray against the devil directly, to speak against demonic forces. There's no, I don't see any example of that in scripture. Um, I see rather praying to the Father to deliver us from the evil. And uh, I think Jesus says something similar to this in John 17, the high priestly prayer keep them in the world, but deliver them from the evil one, or something to that effect. In any event, um, I'm, I'm, what I'm still trying to figure out is even in the spiritual battle. Area, what might be construed as sympathetic magic, acting out certain things, and in the acting out these behaviors, they result in the 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 consequence and reality of the behaviors.
0: I think, Greg, there there might be people practicing things out there that you're not aware of, and so that's true. If if, if that's the <laughs> case, I mean, Ethan might be seeing people doing certain rituals or things where maybe they're binding or they're loosing or they're, they're doing some something in the world that's supposed to represent what they're doing to the devil. I'm just, I'm just guessing here. Sure.
1: Well, I, I, okay. I'm not getting down on people who pray that way, okay? I, but I'm just saying I don't see the the, um, the justification for it in the New Testament, okay? However, um, and and Paul talks about praying in the end of the section in Ephesians 6, pray for me also, uh, blah, 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 on the section on spiritual warfare. So prayer is an important part that's built in. But I just don't see how it's sympathetic magic, unless what you're saying, you're praying that they be bound, and, and then they're bound. But that's not sympathetic magic. That's a request or a command that is given. Sympathetic magic would be, I'm binding my I'm binding my arms so that the demons would be bound. Okay. Mm-hmm. When, when Agabus did this in the book of Acts, he was just using this as, as a, a picture of what would happen to Paul. He wasn't making it happen by binding his hand. He said, just like I'm bound, you're going to be bound. Okay. It was a picture. And the Old Testament prophets did the same thing.
0: Yeah. I just wrote that down. So, I was just going to really, think of that. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so, um, so they, they exemplified what God was going to do in a, in a picture kind of form. Um, but they didn't cause it to happen. I just realized, you know, when, you, what is that? Um, voodoo. When voodoo, when you take a doll and you stick it with pins, that's sympathetic magic. The doll represents the person, you stick it with pins and hopefully some bad thing happens to the person who the doll represents. That's another example of sympathetic magic. I, I don't see that characterize part me, characterize it all in anything that I'm aware of that people are doing regarding spiritual mm-hmm. warfare.
0: I guess that would be the distinction. So if you're if if you are trying to evaluate what's how you're doing spiritual warfare. Are you saying in this way God will remove you as, you know, the the prophets did and Agabus did uh, um or are you saying I am removing you by doing this thing in the world that's going to cause you to leave? Yes yeah so
1: that's I, a good distinction, yeah.
0: so I guess you could just look at it that way and and see which of these things is happening uh in your situation, and basically remember it's God who is doing the um the casting out or right. you know he's the one who's acting you're you're Always. you're requesting him to do it. you are not manipulating spirits or manipulating God, and, and this is why you know Jesus said this one doesn't come out except by prayer. We have to pray, you know, we, we pray because God is the one who has the power to do this. So mm-hmm. I, I guess just maybe keep those things in mind and evaluate what uh, you're seeing.
1: You know, Amy, I had uh, another thought. I don't remember if this broadcast or the earlier one, but we talked about the power of words. Um, and uh, think about the book of Acts where the Jewish sons of the Sceva who are casting out, trying to cast out the demon, and they invoke Jesus' name and it doesn't work. Because what they said, I adjure you, speaking to the demon, by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. And the demon said, I recognize Jesus and I know about Paul, but who are you? They're nobody because they weren't <laughs> right. representing Christ, even though they were uttering his name. And he, he beat him up and threw him out. I think there were seven of them. One demon-possessed man beat up seven guys and threw them out naked and bleeding, Bleeding is what the text said. So there's no magic in the word. There is only power in the person whose name we represent.
0: Uh-huh. Well, thank you, Connie and Ethan. We appreciate hearing from you. Uh, if you would like to give us a question, just go to Twitter and send us a tweet, just use the hashtag STRask and I'll see it for sure. Don't worry, I promise you I'll see it. (laughs) Um, Or you can go to our website. So our website's at str.org. Just go to our podcast page, look for the hashtag STRask podcast, and you'll find a link there. Just click on that link and it'll take you directly to where you can send us a question. The only thing we ask is that you keep it the size of a tweet, and that's just one or two sentences. Just keep it short if it's any longer. sometimes I cut things out, but sometimes I just say, oh, it's just too long. So if you want to make sure we consider it, make sure it's short. But we always appreciate hearing from you. So if you've got a question, send that on in. Well, this is Amy Hall and Greg Kokel for Stand to Reason. Thanks for listening. <laughs>